you were diagnosed, which you actually recorded. You have a recording yeah. of the doctor diagnosing you. You did your research. <laughs> Where did you do all this research today? Is that what you went home after the nonies? It was like, <laughs> dude. I mean, like you said, 2017. You're not. You're already a major player in this game, but it's only going to get stronger. So I wanted to make sure I did an interview with you that people can listen to instead of like listening to all these interviews you've done. This is like an interview where they can come to and get all that information in one okay. interview. That's what I do with all my interviews. Let's be real. Forget about the paper. What is it you really want to know? Let me see these questions. <laughs> Hot breath. Hello. You know what time it is. Say it with me now. Hot breath. Mmm. <sighs> Happy New Year, world. Hot brethren and sisterin. Welcome back to your favorite podcast. I am your favorite host, the one and only Joel Byers. And thank you for joining us again on our first official interview of 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Last week, we had a nice compilation of my top 20 booze stories of the year. So listen back and see if your favorite made the cut. But also listen forward to this interview because this is a one-on-one interview with, without a doubt, 2017, one of the top comics that's going to be bumping in 2017. I'm calling it right now. On January 9th, I'm calling it. Today's guest, you're going to be hearing a lot from. You heard a lot from him. In 2016, he was on Ellen, he was on Conan, he had his own HBO special, but he's just getting started. And of course, I'm talking about the one and only Quincy Jones, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, Quincy Jones is on hot breath. What a way to start the year. We also started the year off with a dope new logo. I got to thank Comedy Artwork for that. If you want to get a new logo or anything, graphic design or illustrate, whatever the terms are for that, He's the best in the business. Go to ComedyArtwork.com or follow him on social media at ComedyArtwork. He's getting a lot of shine. He's starting to get some heat, as we call it here in the biz. But hit him up. Tell him to give you the hot breath special. and He'll give you an exclusive deal. But thank you for joining us today. If you want more info about me and where I'll be, you know, of course, I host a show every Wednesday at Java Monkey Indicator. You can go to my website, joelbyerscomedy.com, to see schedules, clips, all the hits, even a link to my comedy class. I've got a new session starting up January 29th. We meet every Sunday from 1 to 3 for 8 weeks, and then you graduate with an HD slash 4K, whatever the best is, you're graduating with a new tight 5-minute set recorded. So if you're a comedy fan or a comedian looking to kind of reunite the comedy flame, definitely go to joelbyerscomedy.com or highwirecomedy.com. Register for the class. We still have a few spots left. But we also have a few seconds left of this intro because it is time. Ladies and gentlemen, hot brethren and sisterin alike, wherever this episode finds you, you know there's only thing one left to do. And that is inhale a hot breath with Quincy Jones. Testing, testing, one, two. Testing, testing, one, two. 
like, what's happening? We're doing a live podcast at my, where I do a show every Wednesday at Java Monkey Indicator. If you could, you're testing. Could you please say your full name? Uh, the Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones. Yes. Quincy Jones. Positive energy. Yes. Positive energy. Push. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, welcome to the Hot Breathiverse. Hot Breathiverse. Quincy or Kwame, whatever you want to go by on here is fine with me. We'll go by we'll, Quincy. We'll go by Quincy. We'll, go by, we'll stick with what we know. <laughs> you just casually dropped my government. I was like, nigga, what? I was, I was like, what the fuck? You dropped my government name on these civilian podcasts? That's so funny. Every black artist I interview, whenever I ask for them to say their name, most of them are like, wait, my government name? Or you want me to just say it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, it's Roswell. The name's yeah. Roswell, man. Well, <laughs> welcome to Atlanta. We're in Decatur right now, but welcome to the city of Atlanta. Yes, sir. Beautiful city. What's uh, what's your relationship with Atlanta? Love it, man. I uh, when I when I ha- when I had to record my my special, mm-hmm. I chose to record here at the Highland Inn Ballroom, and uh, I got family here, so we packed that out. It was great. And then I uh, went to Boston, so I like to go to scenes that are a little smaller, but a lot more supportive and encouraging and filled with talented, funny people. Yeah, well, you've definitely performed everywhere, especially around America. So mm-hmm. how do you think Atlanta scene stacks up to the others? Atlanta scene just got promoted to a second-tier city. Oh, You okay. guys are now up there, arguably, with uh, C- San Fran. Okay. Chicago. You guys are up there. All right, man. I, I I wouldn't say I think Seattle and Portland are third tier still, but yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Second so, tier for sure. Atlanta, San Francisco, Chicago. Well, I appreciate Austin. It. And you picking here to kind of prepare for your HBO special is definitely a tip of the cap to the city as well. So we always appreciate that, man. It's a beautiful city. I respect the hell out of this. Well, we referred to your HBO special. I would love to know how has your life changed since you taped this thing. Not much, man. Yeah. Not much has changed. Not much has changed. I, uh, I, get a, I, get, I got a couple more Twitter followers. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I got a couple more Twitter followers. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I just, things are good. Things are good. I, I, yeah. I get a little more uh, freedom to do things I want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm what? I'm a full-time comedian now. Okay. So no longer, you know, thank Cross my heart, I don't <laughs> yeah. have to go back to a day job. <laughs> did uh, you have a day job when you did the HBO thing? No, I haven't worked okay. since last year. Okay, good. You know, I was health. That wasn't me. Like, <laughs> I'm a full time comic. I'm not that person. Right, Some right. Some people are so anxious to live off comedy full time and say they're a full time comic, mm-hmm. but they're struggling. They live in like a, a couch you're right. in someone's living room in a trailer park. You're like, this is. <laughs> Yeah, I'm on the road, man. I'm on the road. I'm like, no, because I wouldn't want to come home either if I lived where you live. Yeah. Well, have you been getting any like just crazy proposals or people like hitting you up now? You're like, okay, here's the pitch. You're a quarterback with no, cancer, the no. cheerleader. Like, anybody no. been hitting you up about stuff like that already? No, not yet. Okay. A, a couple more. A couple more. In 2017, I'll be getting those offers. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in the door now. I got I to gotta get, get a little more. I'm late to the headliner club. So, gotcha. You know, they, the clubs are already all booked up for a year. Mm. So like it's like it's about either gonna get this NACA do well this NACA college shit colleges yeah or uh, or go indie route and just you know get your own shit out. I got some ideas I'm working on so okay yeah I'm really excited about that. Well, your career like it's just definitely you had a a big uptick. Yeah, like, there's been a big spike. Yeah, it just in like the last year. Yeah, what Not was this. what was the moment where you're like oh man I've 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 made it. 
Yeah, I don't know. I still don't feel that. Okay. I still go to mics. I still... Mm-hmm. Now, granted, there might be a little more, uh, less pressure for me. I'm like, I'll, I'll work it out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I could, But, you know, I, I, I'm on the road pretty consistently. I like to go to different cities, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of great cities. I don't know, man. I like to travel. Yeah. That's my thing. Traveling, comedy, eat good, drink good, smoke good, <laughs> live good. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm jealous of your lifestyle. I gotta be honest, man. Wait, man, what do you, you don't want these problems, man? You don't want these problems. <laughs> uh, not all of them, but I yeah. mean, even <laughs> well, that's the good with the bad. Yeah, there's you good can, with the bad, get, though, you get man. To be free if you get that big seat. That's the <laughs> <laughs> that's what's been great about uh, your, like your diagnosis is just your your attitude and your perspective is it's been inspirational just for people regardless of what their problems are. Like, man. where where's that stem from? You think? I mean, I don't know. I've always been a positive dude, you know. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I mean, it's like, what are you gonna do? You gonna be sad? That's gonna help speed along the process. Are you gonna reflect and think it's been a, it's, it's a good life? Life's pretty good. A lot of shit going on. There's a lot. There's a shit storm out there. But if you focus on the good, then you're not really worried too much about the shit storm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like. Like you could, there's so many things. I mean, I, there's so many different approaches I could have took, but I, I guess I never even thought because I was just like, "Ah, eh, fuck it, we're just gonna do what we gotta do." Put your head down, and that's the mentality I have with comedy as well. I could easily could have easily been bitter looking at everyone surpass me in my class and be mm-hmm. like, "Man, I'm gonna be fucking doing this for 20 years. I might be a late bloomer, fuck." And then I was like, "Hey, eh. being being good, it's everything. Yeah, it's, it's what you need to be. More people need to be positive." And you started in you started comedy Seattle. in Seattle, right? Yeah. Which is where you're from as just well. Just had my yeah, just had my seven or eight year anniversary last night. Oh, of comedy? Oh, that oh, very nice, man. You got to spin it here in Atlanta. We met up at the Laughing Skull. Yeah. For those of you guys who don't know, yeah, you don't know the backstory, the context <laughs> of this relationship and friendship. Short lived, but deep. That is deep. that that is the context of this relationship. We're in the green room together, and we're like, oh, we make each other laugh. That's kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> he's got. <laughs> you got oh man, last night was funny. We went to Limerick afterwards. Right. Yeah, yeah that's a good spot. And uh, Clayton dropped by. Mm-hmm. And Rob Hayes dropped by. Yeah. Was, I went up second. I went in the show, so it was good. And then it just sort of went down, and Hayes came in. And right, yeah. Down, and Clayton came in, and I got to close out the lightning round. But it was fun. Some crazy shit happened. And I, it was just like, I just looked at everyone. I was like, salute, man. Yeah, that's a show in an Irish pub, and really anything can happen in that. I've almost fought people in that pub, man. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> Wait, you almost fought people last night? No, no, before. Oh, before? Yeah. Oh. When what? I was here running the, running the set, matter of fact. <laughs> I was heckled by Atlanta Comet. <laughs> By an Atlanta comic? Yeah. Wow. We, we don't, I don't name names. We're no, here. I wasn't going to ask. I'm yeah. not. This isn't a gossip uh, podcast here. That's just interesting when comedians heckle other comedians. You're like, really? Uh, the user means they're not a real comedian. Yeah. A real Boom. comedian. And people ask how you define a real comedian. Do you get up at least five times a week? Mm. You might. You're a real comedian. Yeah. So that's the only way to get momentum on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now you could be a comedy, you could dabble in comedy, and there's nothing wrong with that. But don't say you're a comedian if you get up once every month. You're not a comedian then. You know? I would say a real comedian would get up like a thousand times in a year. I man. would say that's definitely a good bar to hit. And you do your research of it real well, man. For a guy who just, you sure did do your research. 
What did you do to fuck? I, I make sure everything's yeah. pretty shrouded. Yeah, pretty yeah. obscure. I make sure the same bullet points of my career. Yep. I didn't. I didn't even have that much time to research you, so it's gonna be interesting to see what we uh we came up with here. Well, yeah, I mean, I did a thousand sets, two thousand thirteen. Uh huh. Some of those sets uh, down here were uh, were down here at the uh, the Laughing Skull mm -hmm. uh, Festival. How yeah, you I did I you create a calendar? Like, how did you keep up with like a thousand shows? A calendar for sure. Uh -huh. <clears throat> a calendar, and uh, just you know, document three to first night of the year, so forth. Because I've, you know, I'll see people sometimes. They'll post on Facebook, be like, "I got up thirty times this month," yeah. or whatever, which would only equal like three hundred and sixty compared to a thousand. Yeah, that's I like. What's the most you did in one night? How many shows on that run? Eight. It was eight in one night. Eight. Eight yeah. mics. Yeah. And I'm sure, especially you being based out of LA, you've had to have done Marty's. Then have you done Marty's nah. out there? Oh, what? I've done it before. I didn't do it in that year. I, I haven't done oh, it since okay. I first moved there. <laughs> okay. Fuck that place. <laughs> Fuck that place. I'm better than that place. I got no problem letting people know. That's where I draw the line. Yeah, yeah. That, I'm not that desperate for stage time, man. That open mic got written up in Harper's Magazine for just how epically terrible it is. I had to do it. I went out there and visited and did like uh, the roast battle at Comedy Store. And literally the show before I did the Comedy Store was Marty's. So it was great to see... Like the, the good, content, the bad, and yeah. the ugly. Yeah, just it's real appreciate. ugly. It's horrible. <laughs> it's just comedians in an abandoned like it's apartment. Not, it's pretty not. Much. Don't. Oh, it's don't call them. Don't even. <laughs> their comedians don't call it. Oh, that's a hovel. <laughs> that is a hovel. It's a shelter. A pigsty. That's what that is. <laughs> when how many for the amount of shows you've done? You know, as being a comedian, we all know with success comes failure, and bombing is a huge part of that. And yeah. I always ask my guests on here an epic story of getting booed, maybe just bombing something that just you'll never forget. I don't bomb. <laughs> I don't bomb. <laughs> things like I don't view it as that. I feel like things don't go as I planned. Right. Okay. But bombing like where it's complete, like where it's like crickets. Uh huh. That doesn't happen for me. Mm -hmm. You know? <laughs> uh, but I, I, I've done a set where, it like, I'm like, oh man, uh, don't feel too good about that set. But I've never got, like, for me, bombing is like the equivalent of drowning. The more you panic right. and thrash around, the more you sink. Right. So, yeah. to, like, I've seen people like, what do you guys want from me? It's like, <laughs> oh man, duh, 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 you just hear it right, in right, their right. head. You're like, ah oh, man, we broke them. We broke them. <laughs> Call out the fucking ambulance. He's done. <laughs> Kid's not going to make it. How has being diagnosed affected your performance on stage? Uh, when I, I get a little easily. I'm a little more easily tired. Mm. Um, little, uh, you know, in July, August, I was trying to get my wind back because I had a surgery, major surgery in July. So I was like, sure, I can do everything I wanted to do like I do now. So. I'm getting my wind back and getting my legs back. Mm -hmm. it, it, I don't have patience for anything, but I'm too smooth to like really lose my cool. So I'm just like, I don't need this heckle right now. I know you think you're helping. And it probably sounded funny up here. And I'm sure in a little cartoon bubble you thought of, mm -hmm. it was great. <laughs> but in reality, it just came up. <laughs> so please don't do that anymore during my set. Uh -huh. I'm a little too famous for that. Well, boom, drop the F word. Famous. Right. 
Fame man, and three letters. No, I'm joking. Because you, you HBO. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that that's a joke. I don't want anyone to. Please don't believe I'm. I'm not like that at all. But it uh, it's a uh, it, it's it's just sometimes I'm just like I don't really want to. I'm I've I haven't walked off the stage in years. My friend Gil Gil Garibaldo in uh, L. A. He saw me one time. I was telling Joe. I was like, I've never been more disrespected in my entire life. And I put the mic and stand and walked off. Okay. And just walked out and went home. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting texts all <laughs> day after that, like, oh, you snapping? Right. Oh, you better than it? Oh, you too good for that? I was like, yeah, I've never. Oh, my God. I still look at it and cringe. Does it almost give you a new confidence of like, okay, well, if I can if I can deal with this, then I can deal with, you know, a comedy show. Because you're up on stage and... No matter how cool delivery may be, like it takes years to be to a point to where like you don't care. You're more like that confident. Did like the diagnosis maybe give you a new, maybe relaxation or whatever? Just like, oh, this is no big deal. Like I got. I mean, this. I always viewed comedy was, was it wasn't a big deal to me. I mean, I took it seriously. You know, it was mm-hmm. like, I couldn't do anything else. I dedicated my life to it. But I mean, I always knew I was gonna something was gonna happen out of it. I didn't know what, you know. So I always dreamt big and worked hard. So I feel like that was a major factor. I had a positive attitude. I supported a lot of people and support, you know, the arts and comedy and stuff. So for me, uh, I guess I'm not surprised to find out where I'm at. I wasn't surprised by the the Kickstarter going viral. I wasn't surprised by getting on Ellen. Uh, Ellen and I went on like through like a like five interviews to get on Ellen. You just don't get tapped and wow. go to Ellen. So okay, I went through a, a, a rigorous process of that, and uh, I mean the universe collided. Like you know, if you work hard, and you're good to people. Good shit happens. So yeah, I don't know. But did you reach out to Ellen, or they reached out to you? A combination of both. Uh, okay. My cousin reached out to Ellen like twice. And uh, that was paired with the Kickstarter going viral, and they reached out to me. And then it was just a bunch of random, you know, connections. Mm-hmm. One of the producers is from Seattle. I'm from Seattle, and the second and third, and it went across everyone's news feed, and the Kickstarter video tugged at the heartstrings a bit, and then it was just like, all right, cool. Yeah. What about uh, Conan? Conan was great. Yeah, was it, did they reach out to you, or was that you reaching out to them? Uh, I reached out to them, sent a video, got in correspondence with the booker, and mm-hmm. then the booker uh, booked me. We decided on the set, booked me. Yeah. The set went pretty good. Boom. How long How long did that take between you getting your video into Conan and then you being on Conan? How long was that process? Uh, about a month. Wow. It was that fast? Yeah, I'd say okay. because... Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, about a month. Mm-hmm. About a month. Okay. I think the Kickstarter dropped around February. Got a, you have a month open for it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was in correspondence back and forth, sending clips, yada, yada, yada. And it's good. That's good. Yeah, that's good to know. Like, this is coming. I'm asking because my goal for 2016 was to get on Conan, mm-hmm. and it is now almost December. Yeah? So I still have a month. Do you got a take? <laughs> yeah. You sent it to the booker? I don't have his email. I have, a, I have his name, but I don't have his contact. But I had one comedian, like, I guess throw my name at him, but then, you know, who knows what that, that even does or means. But that's just, that's just something... 
you know, just something that you want to just hang your hat on. We've had a lot of Atlanta comics on there, and I'm always interested in hearing people's process on how they got on there. Yeah, I mean, I mean also, up uh, on I know uh, two of the head senior writers okay. on the show, yeah. and that might have probably gotten a little more attention. You know? And you were just on Ellen, too, I guess. You had heat, is what they call it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, I guess heat, you could say that. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, it's more so about, like, how you're following up and capitalizing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, what you like, you like, I, I did Pete Holmes' podcast, and I was like, next up, I want to do Mark Maron's, and I got Mark Maron's. Yeah. And it, it was just all part of, like, the promotion for the special, all generating towards the special. Right, you right, know? right. So yeah. uh, it, was, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work, and I was still doing chemo in between all that, too. Yeah. You know, like so every, I did chemo the night after the special. The next the day, excuse me, the day after the special, April fifth. It's like every three weeks. Every three weeks, it, yeah. Jeez. And so you know, while I, while I was doing things, I was always taking care of my health and doing what needed to be done. And mm-hmm. I, I, when I go back here, like I'm here, I love it, and I'd love to stay here for longer. But I go back tomorrow morning. I do something for Essence awards and then i have chemo on friday and i start back the process of that every three weeks and then the next one's the 23rd so then i grind out as much as i can two weeks and plan prepare right all that stuff batting down the hatches make sure everything's cleaned up and then go for that you know so that's what that's my uh that's my life just non-stop i mean you gotta stay busy man yeah. you know you got you got to there's no like when you get an agent and you get a manager it doesn't change anything mm-hmm. all you have is a person who has an email address that people might respond to more Right. You know, so right. and then you have to sort of, you know, when the more uh, more more people you let in, the more the less of a full cake you get. You know, they take their percentage mm-hmm. as part of the business. That's the industry. Yeah. You know, and I had some people get booked more than others. Some people get booked. It's not about the credit. It's not about just being funny. It's about who you know. It's about how much you hustle for yourself. The more you hustle for yourself, the more like you got a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Right. Best in Atlanta. Boom. That's dope. That's a hell of a thing. Now take that and capitalize that. You know what I'm saying? It's all mm-hmm. about taking what you got and working within your comfort zones and, and 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 maximizing your time and energy and effort. You know, I'm starting 2017. I got three things I'm doing. Three things I'm really fucking excited about. So I'm starting my own podcast, uh, and uh, I don't know, don't know what it's called, but. You know, right now it's just uh, it's gonna be about 15, 20 minutes. Right. You know, uh, and we're just gonna do two a week. You know, fifteen twenty Monday Friday. Uh, thinking about calling the Alpha and Omega and just do it on Monday. Mm-hmm. You know, recap the weekend and then Friday recap the week, and we go from that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's cool. And we do that. You know, all year. So that'd be fifty two episodes. Yeah. Stuff like that, you know. Yeah, two other things in the can. Two said? other things. Yeah, uh, my own show I'm working on. Cool. And writing something. So you know. Yeah. Oh, you always got to stay busy, man. Yeah, well, you definitely have that hustler uh, background. Yeah. Say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, I got that. I did that. <laughs> I am that. That's me. <laughs> I own that. Yeah. What are to... you? What are you saying? Oh, nothing. Man. <laughs> Don't mind me. No, I was just wondering, you know, that hustler background. Because I've interviewed Miss Pat on here. Are you familiar with Miss Pat? Yeah. Yeah, I interviewed her on Miss Pat, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's from Atlanta. Oh. She's from Atlanta. How'd you get in contact with Miss Pat? (laughs) (laughs) What do I know about this baby-faced white boy, man? That's what what Atlanta is. Home of the baby-faced white boy comedians, man. You, Josh Wright, fucking, uh, what's the guy? The tall, tall, baritone voice, monotone voice dude was in the green room with us. Uh, tall baritone, boy. Greg Barons. Nah, white tattoos, boy. white boys, young white, twenty one. Who's like, 
who talks oh, like Oh, Will Foskey. Foskey. Yeah, Will Foskey. Yeah, yeah. There you go. We were, at a, we were at the same show last night after Laughing Skull, yeah. and he went up first, and I went up like fifth, and people, it was, it's like an all-black show, and everybody was like, oh, he looks like the other guy. Yeah. And they were like, your brother was just here. Like, I was like, you, yeah. guys you guys don't look alike at all. It's all we all look the same. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all look the same. Wait, did you go to uh, Cafe? Kids yeah, Cafe? I did Cat's Cafe. I did, yeah, I did Urban Grind, Cat's Cafe, and then Noni's. How was that? It was all good, yeah. How they was Cat's Cafe? Cat's was great. S- slow burn in there. You can really lean back in there. Just let it simmer. Uh, I want to get that. I want to I want to go scope it out. Because you, you're big on riffing. Yeah. Yeah, like, do you even write, like, your process as far as writing? Oh, man, on I'm paper? about to, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, write, I write on paper a lot. Okay. Committed to memory, figure out where I want to go. I try and make it seem as conversational mm-hmm. as possible. And then when I riff, you know, it's, uh, in my head, there's a, there's a rhythm. There's a rhythm that I write my jokes to. There's a beat that I'm trying to catch, and there's a wave I'm trying to ride. So, you know, once I find that and figure that out, it's good. Are you able to write in, like, the voice you hear? Well, I I write inverted pyramid style, I guess you could say. Interesting. Uh, I start off with a broad topic and then narrow it down to a specific point of me. Mm -hmm. And then, you know make you know like like on my special i have jokes covering all types of subjects you know what i'm saying and like there's no one doing what i do and that's my lane you know i was just talking about this on my friend's friend's podcast the other night i was like the main difference between white and black comedy is that white comics get the benefit of a doubt they get a little bit more leeway to be creative artistic alt you know mm. you're not gonna see a black andy kaufman ever not go mainstream man <laughs> that's not a gonna good see point. yeah you know it's just not gonna happen yeah. the hollywood there's no one gonna get by the closest we'll get is like the clumps you know what i'm saying <laughs> or like chappelle show like but those are that's a sketch show you know right, so it's like right, right, right. it's like you really gotta understand like that's how narrow the window is for like main black crossover mm. you know so I don't know. Do you do urban rooms much? When I yeah, when I when I can, uh-huh. you know, uh, a lot of times the urban rooms, I, I'd love to do them. They're just a little further out than I, I'd like. You know, I know Kit's Cafe was right around the corner from the Skull, but I got up at the Skull and I was I was tired. I just came in, went to Limerick, and then went home. Right. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it's whatever. <laughs> I just didn't know your experience. It's always fun to talk to like black comedians who maybe don't do urban rooms as much for one reason or the other. Do you get other. that a lot? Yeah, there'll they'll be some, yeah. But then there's also white comedians who will like only do urban rooms as well. Like some people, there's just a disconnect or there's a fear, maybe. There's not, there's not, there's, there could be a fear because there's also the stigma, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and they might have done it once when they were green and they, it didn't land the way <laughs> they wanted to, you know. Right, I mean, right, there's, right. There's always so many reasons why. I don't have a problem doing black rooms, you know, as it's just. Sometimes rooms may be rowdy. There's sometimes rooms are ideal or less than ideal. It's true. And that's when you as a comic got to step up and be like, all right. Whereas in white rooms, everyone's like, okay, guys, um, let's give it up for the next comedian. He's really great. Uh, he's, uh, he was on NPR. And uh, you're like, guys, let's give it up for you. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, yeah. Black rooms are just a little chatty, you know, clatter in the glasses and stuff. And mm-hmm. people are talking and phones are out. Just, you have to sort of like, hey. 
Can I? I'm trying to talk. Do you mind? Hey guys, I'm trying to talk about subway up yeah, here. Yeah, I got these hey. subway jokes. Yeah. You try these? <laughs> and then sort of like, like, I was like, what? You're like, hey man, I earned this. Mm-hmm. Respect my, yeah. respect these jokes, man, <laughs> or catch these jokes. What was the the racial makeup of where you grew up? Well, I grew up in Seattle before it became gentrified. You know? Oh, okay. So like, Seattle was a little more, <laughs> a little more grittier. You know, and okay. the central and south thing were beefing a little heavier, and you know, and then they cleaned it up. They cleaned up Microsoft, Pop, Starbucks blew up, everything blew up, and then play nineties, early two thousands, then two thousand seven, the Sonics got took, and then they uh, traded for ML's S soccer team, uh, and then here we are, here we are now, most, one of the most expensive cities, <laughs> the worst traffic in America. Shout out to Seattle. So you've seen it go from, yeah. it was just, what was it like before the gentrification? What was life like? There was, I mean, there, there were more minorities in a major city. It's the uh-huh. same thing as like pre-gentrification. Things were cheaper, you know, mm-hmm. a lot more affordable. I was a kid growing up, you know, so uh, it was just fun. It was fun, man. There was a time it's, where, fuck, man, there was some fun times in Seattle. It was wild. Oh, yeah? It was wild. 2002, 2005? Crazy times, man. Like what? Just like it was like, well, I don't know, was, Atlanta's too big, but there's like when you go to certain size cities, like it's just like so small that everyone knows each other. Mm-hmm. So we'd all go to the same parties and go to the clubs and, you know, well, you know, stuff like that. Like <laughs> it's just it's fucking great. <laughs> See, I don't have like, I want to say 10 high schools. In greater Seattle area, right. So, go. You know, that's to tell you in Metro, yeah. And you were you went to like an at-risk high school, right? I did. Yeah, I went to a lot of high schools actually. Oh yeah. I went to a lot of high schools. Yeah. What was the reasoning for that jumping around so much? Uh, being bored and being smart. The same thing with all minority children is that when they're bored, they're smart, and they get in trouble. Or when they're smart they're, and and they're bored, they get in trouble. Because mm-hmm. there's really nothing to do. Like, school isn't for to determine whether you're smart. School's to determine whether you can follow directions. Are you a systematic? Are you a formulaic thinker? It's not designed for creatives. It's not designed for, you know, eccentric personality. It's where, oh, can you take all these classes, get all these grades to, in a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. and then graduate and go out into the world? That's what school is. That has nothing to do with a person's aptitude. So... With me, I was, you know, I was hustling, doing my thing, and, you know, uh, just ripping and running, playing hoop. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Good times growing up, man. What what, what was, like, the, I don't know if rock bottom's the right word, but what was, like, a reality check when all this running around and hustling? Did you have, like, a reality check? Yeah, man, I got locked up. I got locked up. Yeah, I did that. I got locked up in uh, 2006 to the end of 2007. Oh. It's about 13 months. It's a nice little stint there. Yeah, nice little stint. Yeah. Yeah, good times. Was <laughs> that time. from hustling? No, I was great at hustling. I would never catch a drug boy. Oh, never man. catch a drug case. I was that damn good. <laughs> yeah, but that, I, was, I was that good. And I was so good that they didn't even, I didn't even go to jail for that. I went to jail for breaking a no contact order. My ex snitched on me, and then. Mm. She brought my kingdom down, and uh, as most women do, uh, <laughs> women and penises bring down kingdom. Okay, that, that's this is true. So, is when you got out of 
I mean, is that jail or prison, actually? Uh, I don't know what 13 months. It's both? Yeah. All right. So, like, do you, I guess, how did that kind of affect your point of view on the world? Were you like, I'm going to get my act together, or did yeah, you go back like, to I, the ways? No, I was like, I'm not, I'm not about this life. I can't go back. Uh-huh. There's, I was there so long, I seen people get out, come back, and go back out Dang, again. Dang, man. And so I'd be like, damn. Like, I remember when they finally gave me a release date, I was like, oh, sweet, thank God. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, thank you, God. Oh, I got sentenced on my 23rd birthday. I was like, so man. birthdays and uh, Thanksgivings are usually tough times for me. <laughs> but man, this man. birthday was great. The special dropped on my birthday. <laughs> that was great. And so after you get out of jail, is that when you decide college? Is yeah, yeah, I do the college thing uh-huh. and, uh, you know, date around and... Uh, Get, I go through a bad breakup about 2009, 2010. We break up around Thanksgiving. She dumps me on Thanksgiving. And uh, I start doing comedy. I go on a month-long bender, start doing comedy. And you have the, you, the where did this attitude come from? Like, this, this optimism? Because it seems like growing up, you didn't really have an influence to be, like, integrating this into your... No, man. I mean, I was always... I grew up poor, like really poor. Not like my mom always kept lights on, roof over our head, but yeah. we did go to food banks and whatnot. And, you know, we struggled. Uh-huh. Uh, and I grew up in the height of black consumerism. So if you didn't have like Tommy Hilfiger, Helen Hanson, Annika, Fubu, oh, yeah. those shits, you was, you, was, you, was, you know, clowned on. Mm-hmm. And so I always had jokes as a, as, a, as a defense mechanism because I noticed at an early age, oh, when someone starts bragging about money, they don't have much left to talk on. So it's mm. like they're leaning on their last thing, their last crutch. And so you're like, oh, okay. Well, if you're going to try and clown me because I don't have money, that means I could just chop away your money leg and you're useless. <laughs> you have nothing. <laughs> like, that's it. You think what makes you better than me is money. Mm-hmm. Now, before it became smart, it was physical, so I knew how to fight. So I was like, I could fight. I could beat you up. I could literally beat you up and just be like, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, and so after, you know, a couple knucks, you know, a couple, couple scraps, I just realized, oh, man, nobody. You, and plus you develop a reputation. You know, in Seattle around that time, I had a reputation as hustler and a rapper. Freaking freestyle with the best of them. Wow. Okay. You know? That's so, cool. yeah. You still do freestyling? Yeah, like- I'm putting out a mixtape next year, Valentine's Day. Oh, snap. Yeah. Have you released a mixtape before? Is this- no, I got a couple songs, though. I got a couple songs. Oh, like, yeah? yeah? Yeah, yeah, You got bars. Yeah, I got, I got bars. Yeah, man. That's and I'm just- like, I don't, I don't rap about, like, it's, it's I, got, I got one right now. It's a, it's an old Drake beat, but uh-huh. it's a, I told my producer that I'm liking this beat. It puts me in a place where talent and potential meet. The restraints that restricted me have finally been released, and the war that's been raging has decided to peace. But now I realize it's a dream, because where I'm from, you have the gangster gangster this until you go dumb. It's a city of rain where nothing seems to grow. Everybody's a hater and favoritism will show. Everybody's so quick to be saying, I told you so, and niggas you know for years won't even come to your show. So the union it should exist is non-existent. Nobody's really doing it big, no competition. Stuff like that, so. Boom. It's all about the rhythm. All about riding, baby. Just like with comedy, I guess. It's all about you gotta catch a wave. Uh-huh. How do you how could you not be positive, man? Like I was in I, even before I had cancer, it was just like <laughs> oh, somebody would love your problems. That is my mantra. Somebody would love your problems. Any problem you have. Car yeah. problems, somebody would love to have your car problems. Yeah. You know? Oh, you build problems, somebody would love to be worried have a roof over there to worry about paying rent. 
mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so it's like, once you realize that, it's like, oh man, this shit is all petty. And then cancer put it in a great clarity. It's like, oh man, everything's great. Everything's fucking great. I'm tickled pink. I love it. And as soon as soon as which you were diagnosed, which you actually recorded. You have a recording yeah. of the doctor diagnosing you. You did your reading. <laughs> Where did you do all the research today? Is that what you went home after the nonies? It was like, <laughs> dude. I mean, like you said, 2017. You're not. You're already a major player in this game, but it's only going to get stronger. So I wanted to make sure I did an interview with you that people can listen to instead of like listening to all these interviews you've done. This is like an interview where they can come to and get all that information in one okay. interview. That's what I do with all my interviews. Let's be real. Forget about the favorite. What is did you really want to know? Let me see these questions. <laughs> They're just right. notes. HBO special, how life changed. I made it moment. It wasn't Ellen. Craziest proposal. Dad reach out? No, my father's dead. Okay. Seattle grew up. Because I knew you didn't. Yeah. You grew up without your dad. So I was like, did he reach out after you blew up on HBO? Nah. And was like, hey, son. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I took the vow to God. You're right. Good listen. I did hustle to go to Everest High School. I uh, took a vow to God if I got out the joint, I would never sling again. I never did. Mm-hmm. Uh, even to this day, commented a thousand shows a year. Never Marty's. Don't know what Harper's is. <laughs> Urban Rooms, I do. Boo story. Actually, I will tell you the story. That it's not on any other podcast. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I was doing Nate Jackson's room in Tacoma, Washington. Okay. And I'd done well there before. And then I went up there. I've done well consistently a few times, so I got a little lazy. I didn't get booed, but I did get heckled, and I brought the heckler on stage. And that, and then the heckler tried to take the mic, and then I was I had to get bailed out. So mm. I was like, so that was that was a, the heckler took the mic. No, they tried you. I oh, they tried. The mic, okay. And so I was like, nah, nah, scram, <laughs> beat it. Uh, that one is you. The, uh, the Conan Ellen moment is the moment in here where you look to the camera like Ellen did with HBO and you tell Conan to put me on his show. Oh. That's the Conan Ellen moment I wrote down. Okay, ready? <laughs> Ellen, Conan, it's your boy Quincy. Listen, got a funny kid right here. Put him on your show. For Conan, I'm calling in that favor. You owe me a favor. It's Joel Byers. He didn't even know my name, and he called in the favor. That's love right there. I didn't know his name. Who's who's podcast am I doing? How can I not know? I'm drinking your water. I thought I thought if you wrote this in the fucking script, I assume they know that I who I'm talking to. You have a fill in for your own podcast. You think I'm famous? You got a fill in for your own fucking podcast? Wow, wow, people! I'm looking at Hollywood, change him already. We made it. Did cancer affect comedy, confidence, relaxation, affect priorities, followers? As, as far as like um like as soon as you get cancer you know like in comedy especially with like show business where like oh i need to get likes and follows but like if, when cancer got what priorities came into light where you're like this is what really matters not social media and all that whack let me tell you something man I- i'm gonna be real with you about the industry and i told you earlier in the podcast and i'll repeat myself the more you do on your own you generate your heat you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You do it. And people who are, when you've been doing it long enough and enough people know you, they'll generate it with you. You feel what I'm saying? I've been doing comedy last year, this year, but I've known enough people. After I did a thousand sets in LA, I was known all over LA. When I did all over the country, I did a couple spots in New York, I did a couple spots in Boston, you know? Mm-hmm. Every scene I'm at, I've been a decent person and a funny dude. You know what I'm saying? So being being good to people and being funny is what you need. Mm. You got a great podcast. 
know what I'm saying? I don't know how long the podcast has been going on, but I think, you know, it seems good if you got Miss Pat and a bunch of other people on it, yeah. you know? So it's like, you have this. This is your thing. But what people expect is that management or agent will do that. Fucking, if you, once you get the email address, be like, oh, hey, send the fucking clip. Send the clip. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so you may not hear back. And then it's like, oh, well, then you got to pester them. If, it, if that's your dream, like a lot of times comics are too insecure, or shy, or self-conscious. Fuck that. I have one thing to do to get to my goal. So if you're, if I'm going to let someone, oh, well, they didn't answer me back. So I, I decided it wasn't. The fuck? <laughs> the fuck are you saying? Mm-hmm. I like, you know how many, how many funny comics are out there who are just insecure, just like, yeah, I didn't really know. What? What, dude? I don't even understand the word you're saying. Yeah. What are you scared of? I know. You're scared of not getting an answer? Get the fuck out of here, man. I have cancer. I don't got time to hear. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have time to hear your, your sob stories <laughs> about you. No, get, get out. Get out. It's like a lot of times you got you to gotta be that bugaboo. It's sort of like you like rap music, right? Yeah. You remember Kanye's song off graduation? Big brother was Big's brother. That mm-hmm. one? Where he's, there's a line where he's talking about, uh, man, I'm scared to say hi to my idol, man, but at least give him, you know, but then he did it. You know what I'm saying? But imagine if he hadn't, we wouldn't have Kanye. You know what I'm saying? So it's sort of like that. That's sort of like what it is, you know? You you got to be able to swallow your pride. Same with the comics you're on. A lot of funny people. A lot of people are too confident. You got to swallow your pride. I'm not above anything. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate every opportunity, everybody in the game, you know? Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether I think they're, the funniest motherfucker in the world. I, I respect them. You know, I treat everyone the same. Nobody's above me. I'm not above anybody. Everyone's equal. You know what I'm saying? I have more experience than you, but that doesn't mean I know more than you. I could learn from you just like you can learn from me. But a lot of times people don't have that, that mentality, you know, and that's where you limit, that's where you level out, you know? Like if you're scared to take chances and take risks, you're not going to go anywhere. You might as well just stay here, keep eating the flying biscuit for brunch and fucking <laughs> just chill out, you know? I got dreams on the, like, have you seen Kevin Hart's movie, uh, the latest one, What Now? Yeah. You saw it? Yeah. How'd you feel when you saw that? It was beyond comedy. Right. But that's big picture, right? Big Because you saw, what you saw yeah. was a comic sell out a football stadium. Mm-hmm. Never before done. Not Louis, not Burr, not Rock, not Chappelle, mm-hmm. not Richard, Kevin. Kevin Hart. You'll never be loved, respected, and appreciated by everybody, man. That's the thing. Mm. Whoever likes you are the right people that like you. You got to remember that. Right. Like, not everyone's going to like you. Don't. No one is universally like. Mm-hmm. Not Louie, not Rock, right. not Chappelle, not everybody. What's funny about that, the football stadium, Larry the Cable Guy actually sold out the first football stadium. It was Nebraska's, but Kevin Hart did an NFL stadium. So So they had to do a little switch, but it was actually Larry the Cable Guy, the first comic to sell out a football stadium, which is crazy, which is interesting. Just seeing the juxtaposition of those two comedians. But um, But that's how crazy they're following. Yeah. Yeah. That's how big Larry the Cable Guy. Get her done. It was a fucking phenomenon, which is phenomenon is a good word. Yeah, it was a. I mean, that's also how rap is nowadays with, with uh, ad-libs and catchphrases. Yeah. Kevin Hart's last two specials had uh, catchy ass. Say what you chest on. There's that. And um, the way my bank account set up. Um, and, uh, right. And it's like, you know, stuff like that. So this one, when I watched it, I give it a B plus. Mm-hmm. 
But it was surreal to see a fucking football stadium of people. And he had like, it was like a four dimensional show. Like he had a background that would move with his jokes. Yeah. Like I'm walking in the and house. He sat and he in the show stool and the stool was perfectly. On the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it, was, it was just, it yeah. was other world. My point. Right. I ramble. I digress. Forgive me. My point is to dream big and work hard. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whatever your goals is, then put yourself in in position to be in those places. You know, I always looked up to all the people I look up to. Now I'm sort of friends with. Wow. You know, so it's like, what else? You know, can I do? You're doing everything right. I don't even know how long you've been doing it, man. Yeah, I've been doing this a little over a year. This I've done like 65 episodes. No, how, only comedy. How long have you been doing comedy? Oh, yeah, I'm thinking about the podcast. Yeah, uh, I've been doing comedy seven years, February 1st. Oh, you're right there then. Yeah. You're right there. You will get. You won't get Conan this year. You'll get it next year, though. Yeah. I appreciate that. You'll I'll take probably, that. Yeah, you'll probably get it in, like, fall, for sure. Because I still taped TV this year, so I guess the goal was just TV, and then just Conan is maybe specific for 2017 now. So you that's get cool. it, man. Relax. There's a lot of times you yeah. put too much. We put too much pressure on things, right? And then the more you want something, the less like you are to get it. That's how the universe works. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The more you're like sweating, you're like, oh, what am I gonna do if I don't get a fucking credit? I'm never gonna get booked. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like and you get no credits, you get no auditions, you get no callbacks, and it's like. But then when you're like, I'm chilling. And you just go in there like, hey, you know, I don't expect much, whatever. And mm-hmm. then you're like, hey, we'd love you. We'd love to have you bring you back. It's like, what? Crazy. Crazy. You just let it come to you. You just you let have it the come gravity. to you. Yeah. You have mm-hmm. the gravity. I mean, you're doing everything. You, It's sort of like you're working on your own thing until it's time for you. And it's like, it's like you're you're circulating. You're circulating. And I'm moving a circular finger, an index finger in a circle <laughs> until things come into your, your, your environment and then uh-huh. they start circulating with you. You know what I'm saying? So for you, you started out doing comedy with, with your friends. You did it one year, two years. Friends start dropping off. Mm-hmm. You start having more comic friends and civilian friends. Okay, boom. Then you get your first feature time. You know what I'm saying? Boom. Okay, then you think, oh, I got my feature. And then they friendly fire you. And then you don't get the feature <laughs> up anymore. And then there's a boom. But you keep going. You keep mm-hmm. going. Then you're like, oh, you start a show. Boom. Then you start a podcast. Boom. And so now you're about to be a year seven, seven or whatever, and it's like, you're right where you're supposed to be, bro. Yeah. You know, it's true. It happens right when it's supposed to happen and not a minute before. Because if you get it before you're ready, you're going to blow it. That's a good point. With you, when, you, when it comes to dreams and goals, are you a person that actually writes them down and you have like a list of, okay, I want to achieve these things? Yeah. Yeah, man. Fuck, yeah. I do. I do. I do. I want to. Or you keep it on your phone. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I keep it on my phone. All right, let's see. For example, this one was, uh, these are just notes of what things I want to do uh, better. Planning, preparation, research, follow through, mm. consistency, patience, time management. Those are things I wanted to do. Uh, what was it? What was I doing? <laughs> what was, no, I wanted to like host the, uh, Correspondence dinner. Oh, cool. Okay. I want to host Saturday Night Live. Stuff like that. I guess H was HBO special something on your list before, like it happened. You're like, that's something I'm gonna make happen. I guess so. Yeah. I don't know. I just wanted to. Do, like I said, my thing was I started. I just wanted to put something out there. 
It was because of Patrice. I didn't want, mm. I, you get, I got, you remember I got diagnosed with cancer. So it, it seems like I got a, I was like, I, I got diagnosed with cancer and I was like, oh man, I got to figure out what I'm going to do in case I die, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was what I did. Let's see, what was it? I'm looking for all this stuff so bad. Well, what's crazy though with, with your cancer is you spent 45 days in the hospital and yet you're terrified of hospitals. Yeah, I've always been terrified of hospitals. <laughs> yeah, so terrified of hospitals. It's the worst. I hate them. Did something bad happen in a hospital or you just... Just they're clean, but death is there. Like, why would you... Right. Ugh. Wasn't there even an instance in New York where you like walked out or like kind of forced yourself Jesus, out of the hospital? Jesus, dude, how much did you fucking research? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, anyways, the point is I wanted to host a correspondence dinner, uh -huh. Saturday Night Live, and I, I wrote it here somewhere, but I can't find it right now. That's also one thing, become more organized helps. Right, right. Oh, here we go. Goals for 2016-17. Another late night set. Comedy Central Half Hour. New HBO Hour submission. Pitch and sell a show. Pass at the comedy store, name on the wall. Pass at the seller. Do a web series. Correspondence dinner. Visit the White House. Hollywood star. Host SNL. Um, These are dreams that I'm working towards. You know what I'm saying? These mm -hmm. are things where it's like, you got to be able to put it all on the line to try and get there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Boom. Dude, well, that's... Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, someone you're call. good. You're good. Sorry, someone call. Somebody call. Yeah, I got to call. They calling me. Oh, man. Shut up, Joel. <laughs> Shut up, man. Did, did I miss anything on there? I want to make Let's sure. Let's see. New York. Because uh, you, you really summed it up nice there. Yeah, I mean, diet, optimism, where I get that from, mom, cancer, relationship with death. My mom has had cancer. Mm -hmm. She had non-blood-related Hodgkin's lymphoma. And so, I mean, chemo and cancer is a motherfucker, man, because it's like, there's some new shit. It's not the shit that we grew up watching our grandmothers wither away in hospice beds. It's like, I'm functional. I look fine. Yeah. You know, but insides, they're fucking me up. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so, like, you know, for me, it's a, it's, 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 it's an interesting thing, man. My mom, when I went through chemo, when I was going through the aggressive batches, and why I have to go back on it now was the side effects were horrible. Mm. Neuropathy, like I lost sensation in my right arm, my lower right arm tingling, um, ringing in my ears, uh, the taste bud changes, and the food cravings, mood swings, everything. It was just all bad. It was, yeah. just a, it was, a, it was not a fun time. And so mm -hmm. sometimes my mom would t be talking to optimistic shit, and I'd be like, well, you don't know what the fuck I'm going through. And she'd be like, what? I'm like, no, no, you're right. You do yeah. know what I've been through. Okay, I take that back. I apologize, but I didn't mean to say you're right. <laughs> Social media doesn't mean shit, man. Social yeah. media, don't put that effect. Like, they'll tell you some. Listen, the I industry just, yeah. is old and they right. just recycle formulas. Mm -hmm. And so, whatever makes money, they try and squeeze that into this lifeless. And then they try and squeeze it some more. And then they try and revamp it and squeeze some more. And it's like, come on. Let it go. That's why I noticed your social media. Like you're not too active on it. Like you don't, I don't post shit on Instagram. It doesn't I seem tweet. To be a priority. You'll tweet more than anything. Yeah, I like I like tweet. I post on Facebook. Are we Facebook friends? Uh, I don't think so. We're gonna, we're gonna so. make that happen right here. That live. This is a hot breath exclusive. <laughs> Q Jones about to add 
Joel, what? Byers? That's it. Yes, sir. Joel Byers comedy. Do you tweet a lot? I need to be on Twitter more. I'm more on Instagram and Facebook more than anything. All right, we're going to find it right now. I've gone through stages on Twitter where I'm like, this is it, and then I just don't. I'll retweet. <laughs> you seem to be so nonchalant about death. Like, were, were you around it a lot growing up in, like, the rough part of Seattle and all that? Hey, I've been to more funerals and weddings in my life. Mm. Other than that, you know. <laughs> Other than that little reality. I mean, life comes at you fast, man. Yeah. Because you're only, you're only 32, right? 33, yeah. 33. Yeah. Eight, oh, yeah, I got time. Do your show starts at 8? Uh, 8.30? 8.30. But I can, I can put you up first because I know you got to run to the skull and yeah, yeah. do all that jazz. Run the half 30 minutes. Well, dude, this has been super informative. What, what else do you want to know, man? I, I mean, is there anything else you want the world to know? Uh, I'll give you guys 10, uh, 10 exclusive things about me that are not on material and then like that. Uh, I'm terrified of pigeons. Uh, my, my birth name was Kwame. Um, I used to work for the Bulgarian mob. Word. And uh, that's three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is that when you were young? Yeah, when I was young. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, and so, you know. uh, yeah, I owe my college money, so I don't officially have my degrees. Okay. Um, I left Seattle in a flurry. Like I, I, I there was no, hey, let's have a rose to grant. It was like, right. fuck this city. <laughs> I'd made it to the border of California eight hours flat. That's how <laughs> fast I was getting the fuck out of there. Because there was, it was a little political up there, like trying to navigate all the... I'm too famous to answer that question. <laughs> I'm too smart to answer that question. You thought you thought he had me in his honesty trip right here. Nah, nah, bro. I'm not so there's people t- in Seattle like, how did he do it? Like, Yo, yeah, there's, there's people. Haters. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing, man. Com- comedians are the least competitive people because they never played sports, but they're so competitive <laughs> with each other. So that's kind of weird. If you think a bunch mm. of people, it's like a bunch of nerds doing a mosh pit. That's what I fucking <laughs> picture comedy at. Just a bunch of pocket protectors mashing together, <laughs> trying to make something fucking funny. And it's like, and it's still a white Jewish male ran industry, man. So, I mean, realistically, it, it, it's, it's fun. Like comedy is great, but like opposites attract and there's only so much good before it attracts bad because that's what's mm. supposed to happen. But it also repels because that's what magnets do when they, they repel. So, you know, I really look at it as Seattle's a great city, great scene. But there are people who are entitled, who feel entitled to things and haven't put in the work. Whatever you want to do, make that sacrifice. Put yourself, hang around it, dude. I hang out at the Largo in, uh, in L.A. more than I hang out at the comedy store. It's right down the street. Mm. But guess what? One is where legends go. And the other ones where legends grow. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's wow. nothing, you know, and it's like, I'm about stage time, about getting on stage. I was thinking about doing a thousand sets next year. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Just thought about it. Mm-hmm. Don't know if I could. Probably not. So let me set it a little more realistic. 600 sets. 
600 sets. Next That's year. more than half. I yeah. can do 600 sets. So I, I did see somebody posted on Reddit about you. Like, do you, do you think that was somebody from Seattle? Because they had oh, this I know whole, exactly who it was. They had the whole thread. He made up. He had cancer. Yeah, I was stuff. like. You know who it was. Wow. Yeah, I know who it was. Wow. I was like, but you got to look at like, and there's people who believe that. They probably voted for Trump, too. But it's like, <laughs> who'd, who'd make up cancer? It's unbelievable. If I made up cancer, how could I have anticipated getting on Ellen and HBO special? What type of sinister world do you think we live in where it's like really yeah that's i figured yeah that some hate if you ain't got no haters you ain't popping popping though no i don't want haters that's not cat williams i don't want haters that makes my job more difficult yeah i want to just get on stage tell jokes i just want to be dropping status i'd be happy with bill burr above level comedy cool all right so we hit five okay you got got five five more. more And then we'll get. I know your time is precious. So. No, it's not. I'm. I'm good. I'm. I'm, I'm here at the show. I'm good. I don't really need anything. Um, let's see. Five more. What, okay. What haven't I said? Okay. I said. Did I say I'm what I'm scared of? You said pigeons. Yeah, I'm terrified of pigeons. Uh. I want to have a baby. Oh, I want to. Okay. I, I want to have a baby. Uh, I want my significant other to want to have a baby with me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, that's what a few people know. Um, I'm gonna go to Cuba soon. Uh, that's not for health. That's just to go to Cuba. Okay. Uh, do comedy? Probably. Probably. I do comedy wherever I go. Wherever I go, I went to Cancun this year. Did comedy. It was great. Yeah. Hablas español? <clears throat> Un poquito. Ah, que bueno, mi amigo aquí. And uh, I mean, let's see. Uh, Numero diez. Uh, I got a little brother who's 30. My older sister's 43. I'll count that as one. A mm. uh, niece and nephew who are getting older. And uh, my goal is to just buy my mama. Like, I just I just want to own a Red Robins. <laughs> like, I want to I wanna license a Red Robin. <laughs> And a yogurt land, and I think I'm good. I'm, I'll, I'll walk away quick. <laughs> I have no desire to act. I want to write. My dream goal is syndication money. Okay. Like. Right. That's what I want. That's what's important to me. I love you. Want to own a Red Robin, but yet you don't eat red meat. Right. <laughs> right. I also sold a lot of drugs. I didn't do them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. So it's like, but also Red Robin has bottomless steak fries. That's that's it started in Seattle, baby. Oh, it did start in Seattle. Like, I mean, don't you want a big? Like, how big do you want to be, Joel? How how big? What would what would you be happy with? I mean, I want to be like everything. Like, yeah. I, but I want I want it like creative control. Like, I want to have my own show. I want to write my own book. I want to continue this podcast and maybe expand it beyond comedy and actually interview culturally influential people outside of just being comedians, mm-hmm. you know. Just- so you want the Mark Marin. I mean, dude, you're on your way, man. Like, I could tell just, and guys, I just met him last night. <laughs> Literally, for Literally. like 10 minutes. But you can tell sometimes when you talk to people that they're a good person. Because I don't, I've done enough podcasts to be like, I'm good. I don't really. And right. I only do, I, now I'm at the point where like, I could do Chappelle shit on a minor status. I could drop it in certain shows in certain cities unannounced hey man i'm here could i get a couple minutes sure we'll give you 10 yeah you know mm-hmm. i got enough got a couple bucks that i could buy you know upgrade to, 
Delta Comfort. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like nice. Mid- yeah. Middle class. Yeah, yeah. we're not we're not buying first class. Okay? We're doing middle class. We can do yeah. first class on the same coast. How about that? We're <laughs> never gonna cross coast first class. All right. You don't need that it's plain greets. Right, right. right. Um gotta really focus, man. I really want I want twenty seventeen to be a good year. I want to celebrate a lot of shit. So hopefully I get some shit lined up that can uh, make that happen for my birthday. Uh, my mom's optimistic and faithful person. Uh, social media, you can find me at, at LLQJ206 on Twitter and the gram. Mm-hmm. LLQJ206 on both of those. Facebook, Q Jones, a comedian. But I have a lot of friends, so you may not be able to accept. But try anyways. I don't know. I'll clear out some requests. And I think we take a photo. We sign. Boom. Quincy Jones, thanks for being on Hot Breath, Joe Byers, thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And make it hot. Hot Breath Podcast. Appreciate it, man. Oh, we made it hot. Thank you, Quincy Jones, for your time and generosity. Thank you, listeners. If you're a fan of this episode, I guarantee you'll be a fan of the many others we have. I may recommend starting off with last week's episode that highlights the top 20 stories of my guests getting booed on stage or an epic bomb. You know, I like to talk about people's success on here, but you wouldn't have the success without the failure. So definitely click an episode next. Listen to the top 20 boo stories of 2016. You will not be disappointed And it's a good kind of highlight reel of just all the amazing guests we've had on here. And we started off 2017 with an amazing guest, Quincy Jones. Thank you all for being a part of this. It's going to be a big year. And everybody says that. So um, do with that what you may. But uh, we made it already. So thank you for tuning in. I keep saying thank you, but I'm just thankful for the new year and all the new-ish popping. I'm thankful for the new logo we have here at Hot Breath, thanks to the one and only comedy artwork. He's also done my website logo. He's also done my show logo. So just go hit up comedyartwork.com or comedy artwork on all social media. Check out his work. Send him a message. Tell him to give you the Hot Breath special, and you'll get a special deal just for being a member of the Hot breath averse. So if you want more info about me, as I say, or... JoelBuyersComedy.com. There's a link on there to clips, to my schedule, like the show I host every Wednesday at Java Monkey, right here in Decatur. Right there in Decatur. Wherever you are, it's Decatur where it's greater. And of course, my comedy class. I teach an eight-week comedy class that covers writing, performing, the business side. Just, it's a good overall class. I've had, this past round, I had like a 15-year comedy vet taking the class just to kind of restart the engine and learn some new writing techniques and he's been an awesome addition to the class so if you're a comedian wanting to kind of up your game I definitely recommend it or even if you're just a comedy fan or just curious it's always a good time you're going to learn a lot and uh, you graduate with a dope video of your set so joelbyerscomedy.com or highwirecomedy.com that's where I also teach the class where they teach sketch and improv as well if I mean, I, you know, you know the deal. If you've been even curious about it, just do it. Just take the leap. Who knows? Is there going to be a 2018? Ah, you know, statistically, it's in the air. So um, who knows? Maybe 2017 will be a hashtag. <laughs> 
But uh, if you ever thought about comedy class, why not? Yeah. That's pretty uh, That's pretty solid right there. That was a solid episode. I'm very happy with that. and Glad you enjoyed the research. We learned a lot about Quincy Jones. And you're learning a lot listening to this. You're learning a lot that, um, hmm, maybe I shouldn't listen to all these outros. But yes, if you're listening this far into the outro, you're a true Hot Breath fan. And I highly request you take a quick second to just leave an iTunes review. That would be greatly appreciated. I read it live on the air, no matter what it says. I've read some weird ones on here, but definitely join the Hot Breath Averse and leave a quick iTunes review. It really makes a difference. And if you enjoy how this episode sounds, my engineer, Amon Garner, hit him up on Facebook. He's a dope engineer who's been working with me and just makes everything sounding crystal clear. So Amon Garner on Facebook. And of course, my theme song composer, a.k.a. my fiance, Aaron Rodgers. Give her a follow on social media, at Aaron A. Rodgers. She made the dope theme song that's becoming a, um, a nice... People will just come up to me at shows and do two things. They'll go, doo-doo-doo, and they'll just go, <sighs> So, if you do either of those things, please leave an iTunes review. What's it? Why haven't you? Start off New Year's right. Leave a quick iTunes review. But I'm going to stand down now. Thank you for hanging with us over this past year. We are now on episode 70. Wow. Where's the time gone? A lot into this microphone. Not out, uh, <laughs> not out being productive. But I do it all for you. So even just leaving a quick iTunes review for all the hours of research and recording the intros and outros and putting the episodes together. You know, you leaving a taking two minutes to leave an iTunes review is certainly too much to ask for. I understand you're very busy. Clearly you're busy because you've been listening to this whole outro. So I'll leave you. Until next Monday, right here on Hot Breath. Hot Breath. Oh, I got a friend request from Quincy Jones.